So you want to listen to a pretty all right podcast about wrestling, do ya? Well, the natural lad, Jim Swag, has said time and time again that there's only one podcast that's the most decent and the most all right in the industry today. And that's... It's the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. Oh yes. You know what that means. You know what that's you know what that theme song leads to? It leads to yet another episode of the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. Oh shit. As always. I'm Josh. I'm here today with Adam. Howdy. You should, you should have said, oh, shit. You should have done it right there when you said <laughs> oh, howdy. <laughs> um, and today, we, this is episode number 11, by the way. 11. For those of oh. you that are counting. In the re- double digits now. In, into, squarely into the double digits. Not just breaching them, squarely into oh, them. Oh, man. And, and it's been, you know, it's been a wild ride so far, but. Anyways, today we ended up um, going to a WWE live event. Oh, yes. And it was fucking a hell of a good time. It was fun as shit. A lot of interesting things happened. Kia <laughs> Not, Forum. Yeah, Kia Forum. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, probably that's how we're going to start it off. And then we're going we're gonna to lead into it at the end. We're going to go over a Paul Heyman promo. Yeah. From, from the attitude. Well, I mean, I guess technically it was still the attitude era when that was going on. But, you know, from, from the WWF during the invasion angle. So, to get us started, let's just give a little context for how this whole thing came about. So, basically, tonight's Saturday, right? Tonight's Saturday night. So, Friday night, well, it's Sunday morning now, technically, because of the time we're recording this, but... Oh, right, yeah. So, Friday night, I had some people over, a buddy of mine, he brought his girlfriend, and, you know, they, I didn't even know that there was a live event happening. I didn't know there was anything happening out here. I just wasn't paying attention. And so, she had said, oh, yeah, you know, tomorrow night... Me and my brother were going to, you know, the WWE live event. And I'm like, wait a minute, where's this at? Oh, it's the key form. And I'm like, damn. And I was like, man, we should, you know, should we go? And then we just kind of thought about it. And like, oh, let's see how much tickets are. Man, tickets. Well, the tickets I bought, I mean, I was also drunk out of my mind. So, uh, but the tickets I bought were basically what? It was $180 for with the fees and everything. So it was like 60, it was like basically 60 bucks a piece for the three of us to go. So speaking to you. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty good. So I'm like, that's a pretty good deal. So, this was like a last minute fucking thing and it worked out to be probably well worth the money, I would say. But anyways, so we, that's the story, the backstory behind how we ended up going to this event. And, and you'll understand, I guess why we sat where we did because, uh, I was not expecting us to, we, we knew we were in the nosebleeds. Like we, (laughs) yeah, we said, let's get the cheapest tickets we can find. I didn't think it was actually the top last row of the fucking nosebleeds. Right. But it wasn't it wasn't bad. We were kind of on the side. I wish we were a little more centered would have been better to see because we couldn't see the screen because, you know, because they did have the um, like the camera guys going around and they were picture in picture showing shit. Yeah. Of what was happening. Yeah. Because there there was no uh, dangly Titan type thing no. like there is in most stadiums. So. Yeah, because this one's pretty pretty old. Is, it's pretty old, so it doesn't have the luxury of the giant the uh, jumbotron or whatever console that shows all the uh, visuals and such. Yeah. So I mean that was unfortunate, but 
honestly, I thought we were going to be looking down and just be fucking. Oh, look at these! Look at, look at these ants! Fucking ants! Yeah, dude. and 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 shockingly enough, it was a pretty good view. It was pretty pretty decent, and I mean, for the price, it was well fucking worth it. Yeah, I mean, if you go to something like that, I mean, obviously, it's not televised. You don't have the luxury right. of being in front of a television camera, and even then, you might uh, you might sit on the not the camera side so whatever you know what's funny though okay so the side that we were on would have been the camera was facing camera side as how it usually is on a televised program but they were all doing everything to the opposite end of the arena like like all the entrances when they came out they would they were pandering to that side and i said i wonder why that is i wonder if that's just something they do at live events where they just reverse it and they just say oh we're gonna go this other side since we always go to this this side yeah but i mean because this was the first live like non-televised wwe event i've been to and uh you know i i didn't really know what to expect going in yeah i kind of figured oh it'll probably be like a couple hours or whatever uh, you know, the event started at 7.30, and we walked out of there. Well, the show ended right around probably like 10.15, I would say, ish. Yes. And it was it was pretty interesting in the fact that we got we got 10 matches, and I thought that that was a, a pretty well worth it amount. For the 60 bucks we paid with the fees, that breaks down to, you know, $6 a fucking <laughs> match, basically. Yeah, was, and <clears throat> I mean, I've only been to one one of the shows mm-hmm. uh i think it was smackdown and there is a time when they have the commercial breaks where like the match goes dark from television or even when they're going in between matches there's like breaks and stuff yeah this was just straight it was every you know every time a match ended another one would just start immediately just soon. Yeah. yeah there was no and that's another thing there were no promos i mean yeah okay obviously a couple guys took the mic in the ring and the did a short thing right yeah it wasn't there was no bullshit ass fluffery i guess and i think that's kind of what i appreciated about the whole experience yeah it's great it was so oh shit what do i do with my phone so i can just go back and look at the fucking you did you write down the matches? Down, all the matches yeah okay all cool. the matches down so that way we would have a fucking like you know I got a record. Good memory of them, yeah. yeah so do i but uh i just wanted to make sure that we didn't leave anything out so jimmy Uso. yeah it yeah. started off it started off Steel. fucking when we walked in there and we we open through the curtain into our into our seating area or whatever. And I look at the ring is set up, and there's a fucking steel cage attached to the ring. Yeah. And I said, Adam, hey man, there's a fucking steel cage down there. And we were just, we both looked at each other and said, oh shit, I wonder what's about to happen. And I knew obviously there was going to be a steel cage match, but man, I did not expect it to open the fucking show to start. So opening match. You know, obviously they do the national anthem and all that stuff and they, you know, all that, all that goodness. And then it literally is that announcer chick. And she, she, I mean, I will say this too. And maybe it's because we don't really get this on TV, but she kind of was the MC of the whole fucking like the show. Yeah, she was. And she did a fucking great job. And maybe that she, that's what she does on SmackDown and Raw too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But we just don't get to see it obviously because, you know, we're not seeing that portion of it. So it was she did a great job introducing everything getting it getting us hot getting it going and man opening match J, uh jimmy uso and fucking la night in a steel goddamn cage and i wasn't expecting 
I wasn't expecting it to be hyper violent. I was expecting it to be more violent than what we'd see on TV. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily expecting any blood, but I did think for sure that there is going to be some extra level of, of intensity because they're not worried about advertisers. They're not worried about, you know, there was a lot, this whole night, there was a lot more weapons used than I think usually get used on regular television tapings. And, you know, I think that was more for obviously our entertainment purpose than it was because they don't give a shit about any advertisers or people pulling back and saying, Oh, it's too violent, blah, 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 you know, cause they can get away with a little more shit on an untelevised event, basically. So the match itself between Jimmy Uso and, and LA Knight, it was fucking very, very good for an opening fucking match. I only think, okay. So, uh, Rip being a steel cage match. I mean, I guess I should have expected less. Well, expected less than expected. <coughs> expected more in some ways, but I mean, just to start off with the steel cage match from the get go. Very cool. Great way to get people hyped up and all that stuff. But I mean, shit, I would have loved to seen somebody do something off of the steel cage yeah itself but we didn't get that and but nonetheless to start off with that match in particular was cool nonetheless yeah it was and and this is maybe an observation kind of about the whole night but because it wasn't televised nobody was taking any risks there were no real high spot risk maneuver type deals that went down it was all very safe very Right, well, that's what I'm saying. They're not going to risk getting hurt on a fucking house show by doing some crazy shit. So that is one thing that you aren't going to... You're not going to get it on a house show. You're, you're going to get... Yeah. Not that they're phoning it in. No. But they're doing... They're making sure they're doing safe fucking moves that they're not going to... It's not risky at all. So... I think that, again... Yeah, I wasn't expecting... a. I wasn't really expecting a lot. I was just like, oh, shit, man. A steel cage match started off. Pretty good, pretty fucking good. LA Knight is fucking so over, man. It's like oh, yeah, it's man. not even funny. That was that was one thing for sure that was evident, which just kind of kind of blows for somebody like that who is clearly not should not be in the mid card or just above it. You yeah, know, some floating in between because people love him, dude. It sucks. It sucks he can't fucking hold the title <sighs> I know, because man. I I have a feeling it's really because. At this point, he's probably in the back end of his career. Yeah, he's too old. He's too old to be champion. But that's not even technically true because he could still hold the title for like one reign and it could be six months to a year. And right, he, yeah. Just give it to him. But just just give us a fucking, a little morsel, a fucking, yeah. throw us a bone, dude. I would love to see the fucking strap, whichever one it may be. Whether it be the the world heavyweight or the universal, I'll take anything. I'll take any one of those, as long as it's the top fucking title on whatever show. I think he fucking. I would love to fucking see that, and I don't know. I mean, maybe uh, maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe maybe we'll get to see it this year in twenty twenty four. But who knows? And it was nice seeing certain things within the match that provoked. Some type of reaction. So for Jimmy Uso, I mean, he was adopting some of Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. Moves and uh, most notably the 
Superman punch yeah. and the spear. And then doing it that ooh, that whole thing that he, he did does the beforehand, whole thing, man. And, the whole get up. And it, it's 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 I get it. It's supposed to be he's in the family, he's in the bloodline, yeah. and he is paying homage to his cousin. His tribal chief. His tribal if chief. You will. But it's also kind of pathetic because <laughs> yeah. he's not even the one that is being given the torch to because right yeah because he was in the bloodline from pretty much the beginning yeah, the beginning yeah. right and he's being treated like shit but it's also because he pre- betrayed i mean that's true roman he but do that. yeah so then that got the crowd going booing him because oh, yeah. he was doing those things it's like well those that, that ain't your shit like <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so that was pretty cool um they did a little sequence where, uh, what's his name? Jimmy Uso was trying to escape the cage, and then right. LA Knight comes up and grabs his foot, and they pull him back down, and they did this shit where he's throwing him into the cage a lot. There was yeah. a lot of that going on. Yeah, there were, and, yeah. And that was cool. That was cool to see. It was, it's effective, but safe. I get it. Like, they're not, it's, you're not going to hurt yourself. You're not going to get somebody that. off of the, the barricade itself. No one's going to do a backflip off the fucking top of the cage. Unless you're fucking perk, perk angle. Your perk angle. Yeah, perk angle. <laughs> you're fucking doing a, doing a backflip death dive. Yeah. And you know what is funny too? Okay. The cage, like that cage, I swear it was smaller, man. I swear like it was smaller than it used to be. I just feel like it used to stick up a lot higher because when they were on the top rope, and this is how, okay, obviously because we were kind of far away scale wise, I can understand why I would think that. Yeah. But when they would be standing on the top rope inside the cage, they could basically almost stick their fucking head over the top of it. And I'm like, wait a minute. It used to be you have you had to get on the top rope and then you had to climb like take your feet go and climb two or three rungs up the cage yeah, true. and then you fucking maybe could get to the top. Yeah, yeah. So I do feel like it's it's gotten smaller in scale and that maybe just could be because it was a house safety. show in safety. Yeah, I'm sure safety is like the number one deal with that, but I just thought it was interesting to see that kind of yeah. go down. And so obviously so the result of the match was, you know, LA Knight victory. Uh goes over and um, you know, again, I thought it was a fun match. Yeah. And uh then okay, so then second match going in right after that. And again, this was all bang bang. The second they're done, okay, LA Knight takes the microphone and he's cutting like a little bit of a promo. And it was an alright promo. I thought it was a little eh, and it wasn't wasn't his best shit, but hey, I get it. It's a house show. He's not fucking trying to impress nobody. So uh it was nice of him to take the mic though and you know, give us a little bit, give us a little taste of it. And so as he's doing that, obviously he was buying time for them to fucking take apart the the cage, well, to unbuckle it, and then they could just pull it up the, what are those, like those cables or whatever that yeah. it's on. So it was crazy to also see the ring crew, man, during this whole, there's like two guys. That's it, that were, that were the ring crew for this event. And those two guys literally went around to all the things when he was doing that, and they were just unbuckling shit and doing it, and then getting it so that the cage could go straight up. And... <clears throat> So as soon as that's done, as soon as the cage goes up, he pretty much just ends the promo and just gets out. And then he walks back, you know, and then yes. then the uh, the what's her name? The announcer chick comes up and she's introduces the next one. And it was the Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Bailey. And hey, we want some Bailey. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah. So. There was no I, man. There should have we should have got that chant going. Yeah. But, uh, um, damage control. Yeah, so damage control. So it's Eos, Eos guy, and and, and Bailey on came ringside. Out. Yeah, Eos guy was on ringside, and you know, yes, there was some tomfoolery, and there was some fuckery afoot, 
with with EOS guy on the on the back end. And yes, the the fucking shitbag referee did fucking eject her from the match, and I thought that was kind of bullshit. You know, I I booed the referee and you know had a good time, but you know, uh. Obviously, that ended up turning around, and then Bianca Belair gets the win. That match was kind of just, eh, it was all right. It wasn't, you know, anything spectacular. I mean, I've never actually seen Bianca Belair wrestle live, but yeah, not live. I mean, sure. her strength, she's pretty. I mean, I think she did a suplex, and yeah, she's very strong. Yeah, yeah, and and she's, I, I think she, I think she pressed. Yeah, I think she at did. One yeah, point. she did. She like overhead pressed her and. She's very animated too. That is one of the things that I like about Bianca Belair, that weird hopping thing that she does at the beginning. Yes. And then just just being fucking like that, you know. It's like Muhammad Ali, like, you know, the 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 light of being light of foot, I guess, yes. in the way that they that she does it. And she, it translates over well. And uh, you know, I think uh I don't I'm not necessarily down with the hair swing. I don't know. I don't really know if I get that, but hey, whatever. Give it's me a gimmick. Yeah, I mean, you could beat somebody with it. Put a put a knife on it and you stab them. Well, no, I mean, just, yeah, well, whip, yeah, whip, whip, whip somebody with it. I mean, yeah, she, I have seen that done before. Yeah. But anyways, that match it was okay. It wasn't, uh, you know, it was a, it was a good, it was a good come down match from the fucking opening steel cage. Yeah. To get us kind of chill, right? Yeah. But then the third match, again, straight into it. It's 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 a fucking last man standing match. Ko. Old Kevin Owens and Solo Sokoa, which when Kevin Owens came out, I was I was actually honestly surprised. I did not expect. When I heard that, I was like, oh, shit. We both looked at each other. We said, oh, damn. And obviously, that's the one thing that's crazy about the live events is you don't know what the card is. Whereas, you know, when you go to most other a, a Raw or a SmackDown or, a, you know, a pay-per-view, you know the card in advance. So you know what you're getting. Every fucking match was a surprise. Yeah. And. I think that kind of lent to it being a little more meaningful when it would, when it would happen. Like when they announced that third match as a last man standing match, we were like, "Holy shit!" We had no fucking idea we were going to get to see a last man standing match. So far, we've seen like steel cage match. I had no fucking clue we were going to get to see anything like that yeah. tonight. And so they come out. The match goes goes okay. During this match, in our hood rat fucking section that we were sitting in. There was an issue, yeah. Between some, I don't know what the issue was. They were just yelling at each other about, I think maybe a seat, a seat dispute. And so we were. There was a lot of we wanted tables chance, and you know, Solo Sokoa goes under, and people think he's gonna get a table. He pulls out a chair like an asshole, and then yeah. he pulls out another chair, and then he pulled out like a kendo stick, and then they pulled everything out but tables. So it was just, it was obviously, you know, it worked. They were pissing everybody off, and it was, it was a great to to work the audience uh, by doing that. <laughs> And so, but this whole time, all these assholes are up in the front, like arguing with each other in, in our, in our section, yelling, screaming, all this kind of stuff. So the best fucking part is this fucking, it, this, the security or whatever they, they sent one fucking lady event staff, one event staff to go up there and deal with this large gathering and crowd of people yelling at each other and having, you know, this issue. So she goes up there and eventually she figured it out and they got everything squared away. And so some dude fucking yells out. He's like, hey, what's your name? And then she fucking goes, I'm Brenda. And then he says, thanks, Brenda. And he says, you deserve a raise. And so then I said, hey, Brenda, tell them where the tables are because we want fucking tables. (laughs) And then I got a good little laugh out of that. And then 
everybody fucking was like, okay. And then she she fucked off. It was like that lady from Walmart when she signs off. That's what I imagine this, this lady could turn into a meme. Brenda, Brenda the yeah. event staff uh, yeah. at fucking Kia Forum. Thank you, Brenda. Yeah, thank you, Brenda. Yeah, it was, it was, that was good stuff. So then we get back to the match. Eventually, they get the table out. And I get it. They weren't putting anybody through the table horizontally, so they just propped it up. Yeah, dude. What the fuck was that? I, man? I thought that was a cop out for sure. I'm like, How come we can't get? Because I, I have a feeling. It's like, all right, we'll give people what they want. It's 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 like uh, it's like a monkey's paw type of situation. Mm-hmm. You'll get tables, but not the way you want. But it. not the way you want it. Yeah. You're not gonna get a power bomb through the fucking table. No, you're not gonna get somebody going off, laying on the table and going off the top rope through it. No, you're not gonna get that either. Yeah. We're gonna. We're going to give you the weakest fucking table move we can do, which is propping it up against the middle, the inside of the turnbuckles, and then just somebody just lightly being tossed into it, and then it breaking. So that was what we got. And chair shots. And chair shots. We got a lot of chair shots. Got a lot of chair shots, which that was cool to see. But anyways, at the end, Kevin Owens tosses them through the table and throws chairs on top of them, and that's the 10 count, and he can't get up, and that's game over. Oh, well, just... You kind of throw it in under, well, not under the bus, but okay. So oh, I'm not doing it justice. Not doing it just. All right, well, go justice. ahead and do me justice on it then. Well, shit, man. Credits to Kevin Owen for being Kevin Owens for being an athlete. True. When he, I mean, shit, dude. I can't even fucking do what he does when he does the cannonball. Oh yeah, man. When he runs from one corner and then throws himself into another with the other person on the opposite, propped up by the the corner or the turnbuckles and mm-hmm. such. I mean, shit, dude, like he looks quick when he does it. Like yeah. he starts galloping and then f- yeets himself over to the <laughs> other side. Uh, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, we didn't even get his finisher. No, we didn't get a KO stunner, dude. No, I don't think that. Cause he tried a couple times. Oh no, you know what? No, no, he, well, he did. did. He got two. He, he did, got two. And yeah. then cause he stood up. That was what then prompted him to throw him into the fucking table. Yeah. And, I think, but we didn't. It wasn't. I don't like those ones where because again, it makes. I feel like it just makes the move look weak because he did it to him and everybody else. They fly back and sell it or whatever. But then, he oh, he does it up. and he's still. Sta- he looks knocked out but standing, yeah. and then you do it again a second or a third time and then it still happens. And then True. he just said fuck it and he just kicks him in the dick and then he fucking throws him into the table. Yeah. Um. So he goes on the table, and. Kevin Owens has good comedic timing because once you get thrown through the table, at, for, or at least for this type of match, I think it's kind of like the signifier that you're reaching the climax or yeah. the end of it. So he, Solo Sokoa goes through the fucking table, and uh, as the ref is counting towards 10, <laughs> Kev, Kevin Owens starts piling on fucking chairs, yeah. gets a towel, thro- throws gets, the towel, oh yeah, get, man. Gets Solo Sokoa's towel and throws, throws it, it on at top him. of there, yeah. And then, yeah, he's just stockpiling shit on top of him so that he obviously doesn't get up, yeah. but man. And then um, there was a spot where they brought the fight out over closer to the the entrance oh, and yeah, yeah. it was there was holiday holiday ornaments or or, or <laughs> yeah shit so I then about that so then kevin owens picks that shit up it, it, it was a snowman and i forgot it what was the those, it was like lawn inflatables yeah so and he, he just starts, starts beating, beating his ass yeah, yeah, with it, these lawn inflatables yeah, that was fucking awesome which is great and so uh i'm trying to think of if there was anything else that was uh important from that match i think it was mostly 
that was pretty much it. Uh, but again, I, I I love fucking Kevin Owens, dude. Yeah, me too, man. Another person that probably should get like a world title at some point again. Again, yeah, he should but get just, it back. I, I don't know why people. I don't, know, I don't think people have soured on him. It's just no, they just sleep on Kevin just Owens. Too many you know? cooks. Yeah, there's, there's there is there are too many cooks, too many chiefs, not enough Indians. That's how it's going. So so yeah, so that match was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I had a good one. A good time during that match. Uh, even though we were distracted by the fucking, uh, you know, the fight that we thought was going to break out in front of us. <laughs> yeah. And we were getting ready to get involved. I would jump in. Fuck it. We we're going to be like, hey, we're getting our money's worth tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next matchup. Yes. Speaking of yeets, <laughs> yeet boy himself, Jay yeet, Uso. Yeet, yeet master. Yeet master Uso. Main event, Jay Uso. Oh, main event. Yeah, that's right. Main event, Jay Uso versus fucking Finn Balor and of judgment day and this was i was very disappointed that i didn't get to see fucking rhea ripley all right yeah i think a lot of people were i we i mean we were we were all chanting where is mommy where is mommy quite a lot that night and now well later you'll see why even it was even more hurtful that she wasn't there but essentially them two come out Old Jey Uso comes out. Man, that guy, I, regardless, say what you want. And again, even me. I don't necessarily get the yeet shit. I don't, I don't really get it. I don't understand it. But what is there to understand? I don't know, man. I just don't why I don't know why people like it. I just I don't know. Okay. Don't know. Well, well anyways, I, maybe maybe I guess I'm saying I'm just old. I don't know. There you but go. what what I'm saying is is props to him because man, he fucking had the crowd. I I'd say that was probably the third. I think that was the third most reaction from the crowd right it's just me Oose. was that was that shit right there and it was that night there were not a lot of people that stood up there was there was a couple of moments where the whole arena stood you know for an entrance or somebody, two somebody yeah for somebody we'll talk about that obviously yes but jay uso was another one yeah, he's one he of was them. one of the three that caused that reaction yeah and i and i give him props for that and I think that that's really cool. And I would love to see that go down on like a pay-per-view. Like I'd like to see him wrestle on a pay-per-view too. That'd be kind of cool. Like the next one that they do out here. Yeah. But anyways, that besides the point. So yeah, I, I mean, the match was good. I like Finn Balor a lot. I, you know, I enjoy his, uh, his wrestling. And, uh, you know, I have to say, Jay, I mean, Jay is not a bad wrestler either. I mean, he knows, he knows what they know what the fuck they're doing. I don't like, I don't like how, I think we said this before in a, previous podcast mm-hmm. how the super kick is just, yes it, it's it's almost like the ddt status yeah it's 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 not meaningful it, ddt anymore. could be a finisher but because nobody it doesn't mean anything yeah you, you don't end a match with it so if it's used at some point in the middle of a match or whatever it's i mean <clears throat> That was that's a finisher for fucking Shawn Michaels, dude. Yeah, man. And and Jay Uso's doing it, and their people are not going down. No. They're not. You get a two count and right back up. Yeah. No. So that that shit that shit sucks. But uh, the match itself, I mean, dude, I don't know what it is about the move itself, but I hate the sling blade. Oh yeah, me too, man. Because because it's like you're wrapping your arms around somebody, and then you swing. You eventually get your other arm wrapped around them. Yeah, but you're not actually doing anything to them. You're not doing anything. Yeah, you're not doing anything. That's why I hate it. I hate it, yeah. You're not well, that's why we hate it, because you're not actually doing anything. You're just spinning yourself around them. Yeah. And then that's it. And then they're falling and then you're both falling over. 
Yeah, he did it twice in the match. Oh. And that's just kind of that's that's his move set. That's like right. one of the go-to staples. Yeah, is that stupid sling blade. Yeah. So once he starts rolling, he goes, he goes, he goes after that. that. He goes yeah. after that. So I don't I just don't like that. Damian Priest's ringside. I'm like, yeah. fuck, man. I, I think about it. I'm not trying to be shitty, but whatever. I mean, they gave that guy the money in the bank and I mean, it was cool to see the money in the bank briefcase. I mean, you know, that was see it in person. Mr. Senior money or senior money senior in the bank money in the bank. But yeah, what are they going to what's he going to do with that, that? I have no fucking idea. That man. match was actually relatively short compared to the other ones. Yeah. It felt like it was seven minutes and everybody else was getting like maybe 10, 10 or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't really I don't know if I remember a whole lot. I don't remember if I remember a whole lot of the match. I just if anything, again, it was just. Amongst the names that were at this show, yeah. a lot of people were standing up for Jey Uso, which is yeah, yeah. They, that was that like was said, evident. The standing O of for the entrance or whatever you want to call it, the the to the audience interaction. Yeah, that was everybody stood up. Like that was the first instance where majority of the people were. But standing. I would say La Knight is over. Oh yeah, more so than Jey. I think Uso. so. I think he is too. I agree yeah. with that. That he's definitely more over than or more over than Jey Uso. Mm. But it's just that audience interaction that Jey Uso has with doing that stupid fuck the 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 movement or whatever. Bad down shit. Yeah, that's that's or the, whatever the, the wave, the wave or whatever. Or whatever. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Yeah. But okay, so so we had that match. Uh, did we say wait? Do we say who won? Fucking uh, obviously Jey Uso wins. So so Jey Uso up until this point, it's been a face. It's been a face night. It's been a face night. Everybody, no heel had yeah. won. I had a feeling it was point. probably going to be that because they were like, everybody's going to go home happy. So you to see all your favorite people win. Yeah. So. The next match. Which fucking I was shocked that it went on this early. Yeah, I, I have, did not expect it to be. I thought maybe it was going to be the main event. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I thought somehow he was going to be involved in the main event. And he who we're talking about. <sighs> Is motherfucking CM Punk. You hear that? Like that fucking cult Corporate personality. Mark. Oh, my Punk. God, dude. It. CM Punk. CM Junk. CM Junk. CM oh, man. Junk. CM Chunk, as he is referred to now as. Yeah. Uh, so. He fights. He he wrestles Dominic Mysterio. That was that was a cool match. I it mean. was. I thought they did a pretty. I thought they did a great job. I thought they entertained. Again, they entertained us. And. I was sad because that was when we were like, because we were pissed. I was yelling out, where's Rhea Ripley during the fucking Judgment Day earlier thing with the two of them. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure Dominic Mysterio is going to come out. And I'm sure that's who he's going to be with. And so when he came out, when the music came on, when he was going to fight CM Punk, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, here we go. And then when he comes out by himself, I was very disappointed, man. Uh, Yeah, I was so sad. And it's not a knock against Dominic. Goddamn. It's not a knock against him, but I, you know, I just, I just like wanted to see Ray Ripley, man. I think I mean, a lot of people want to see. Yeah. Oh well, everybody, like I said, was chanting, "Where is mommy? Where is where Ma- is mommy?" <laughs> and I, I had yelled out a couple times that I wanted my money back. <laughs> that fucking Ray Ripley's not here. This is horseshit. Yes. Um, I was very vocally uh upset. Yeah. So it was a so the match itself. I mean, <laughs> CM Punk was doing a lot of fucking holds. Yeah uh dominic <laughs> what uh just he did probably the shittiest fucking elbow drop from the top rope i think i've ever seen oh in my yeah life, I, I, yeah I, I think, it's I, almost I, it was almost like he did it in slow motion i don't know how the fuck he did it <laughs> but he like 
he didn't even jump. He yeah. just he just fell off the top rope and landed on him. Yeah. So <laughs> shit, what happened? So there was a couple times where Dominic was able to set up the oh the six one nine. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, kudos to him, man. Like it's it's so funny that his dad Eddie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're not kidding. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's like he's the hybrid between Rey Mysterio and and Eddie because he incorporated the six one nine to his repertoire, and then uh, even did the three amigos at some point. Oh yeah, I yelled at to, I yelled at him at that. I said you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I like, you're doing it wrong. Um. Uh, <laughs> So it was cool to see that because I mean, shit, I didn't, I, I've never got to see that live in person to see Eddie do that. Yeah, neither did I. So that was really cool to see him do it. Yeah, and I thought he was setting himself up for the frog splash afterwards, but mm-hmm. we it, it, that it ended up not happening. Didn't come to pass. But uh, the match ended with um, Dominic getting caught off guard, and then oh. CM Punk. Well, he, CM Punk countered and eventually set himself up and just G- to to a GTS. Yeah, GTS the fuck out of him. Yes, killed him dead. That was the end of the match. They hand him over a mic, and he cuts a promo. And I'm not really sure why. If they're setting up for Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk eventually, but they keep, he keeps going at this angle that I, I'm not really sure what they're doing with, where he's saying, uh, the the finish the story yeah. line that that Cody Rhodes goes to, he's using that, and he's like, I'm, I'm gonna finish my story, and and then this is only the beginning and such, right? Yeah, but I don't know if that means they're gonna be feuding. So like when he eventually does become heel, uh that they'll have them go go at each other's throats. Uh, yeah, I think that they're they're doing the long con game on this, this shit. So there was a Monday Night Raw. I don't remember if it was within the last 2 weeks or the week before, but when CM Punk arrived, uh he and it's not like it's any surprise, but CM Punk said he wants to be in the main event picture. Yeah. And then Cody Rhodes encounters CM Punk in a backstage scene and he says something like, "Oh, you're you want to be in the Royal Rumble, you want to you want to win it? He's like, oh, that's interesting. Cody Rhodes said that in a very somewhat condescending, yeah, yeah. like, he's like, oh, that's interesting. You want to be the winner of the Royal Rumble? <laughs> and just walks away. So I think they're setting up, they're they're giving little nuggets of maybe they're setting up yeah, for a future. And I don't know if it's going to be when one of them gets a title. I hope it is. <clears throat> I hope that's going to be the next feud for either of them depending on if one of them gets a title at wrestlemania right and if that's the case and one of them does i think that they should be each other's next fucking feud after that to have a nice little program of them fucking maybe trading a title back and forth a couple of times you know fuck i I don't know who knows there's plenty of things they could do with it but that's what i would like to see out of it but and then also cm punk's been doing this thing too where He's also talking shit about the place that he's in. So he did it. He did it in uh, whatever when he first debuted, and he was talking about the hockey team or whatever. And he like he was talking about their hockey team because he's oh, from Chicago, right. yeah, and yeah, he was yeah. saying about all the like the Blackhawks are better or some shit. He, okay, like with us, he said that he was he was hoping that he was gonna get to do 
or he was sad that Rhea Ripley wasn't here because he wanted to he wanted to lift her up and fucking body slam her down into the ground and cause an earthquake so big that it that it broke California off and drowned it in the ocean. And I'm like, hey man, that's some California hate right there, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't fucking be saying that shit, you fucking Midwesterner, you piece of shit from fucking Illinois. <laughs> you fuck fa- CM fuck is about to be your name because I'm going to fuck the shit out of you right now talking shit about California. Yeah. Well, anyways, I'm digressing, but you know, I don't know why he's. I don't know why he's doing that because because the audience was confused when he said that. They all there were some people that went, "Hey, you son of a bitch," and then there's people that went, "Yeah, all right." Wait a minute, no, he's talking shit about us, like fucking a. So, but then he immediately like erased that and then started pan, pandering again. Oh, it's so great to be home in L.A. and blah blah blah. And that's another thing that I fucking don't like that they're doing. I don't know if you saw in the merch the merch booth, but. It's like the CM Punk coming home tour, right? And so every single shirt, and I'm sure they do it in every single city. Best of the world. Best of the world thing. And it's a CM Punk coming home to Los Angeles. Yes. Yeah, coming Punk. home. Best to, of the world in Los Angeles. Yeah, Phoenix. But it says at the bottom of the shirt, coming home to, and then the city. And I'm like, this ain't your home, bitch. We already know that. Suck my ass. Suck my ass. Don't put my fucking name on a t-shirt. Put our city on a t-shirt and fucking... Yeah. Make Los us Angeles? buy it. What the fuck is Los Angeles 316? Dude, I don't I'd never heard of that before. And you know what's funny? It's goddamn Lakers colored. It's a purple ass fucking shirt. Yeah. It's not even the good purple, like the King's purple. It's the light fucking the 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 weak purple from fucking the Lakers. Yeah. So what I mean, dude. <sighs> the Stone Cold still having his presence. Within the WWE, they're still selling fucking shirts with the 316 oh, yeah. shit on it. I mean, that shit's wild, dude, because the motherfucker doesn't even wrestle. Nope. Hasn't been in hasn't, anything. Doesn't, doesn't have to do with fuck all. Yeah. But they're still selling shirts, and I'm sure he's getting residual checks off, mm-hmm. off of anything they sell. Oh, yeah. But just kind of amazing that they're still rolling with, like, the anything that's you know stone cold related uh, yeah, yeah adjacent or whatever in shirt terms is just kind of like oh wow he is still here <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh while we're on the merch subject real quick one of the things that i did notice yes the merchandise was fucking expensive how expensive uh so a t-shirt 40 fucking dollars man 40 fucking dollars and Okay, back when we went again, and this was pre-COVID, and it was right before it was like 2019, I think it was. Sure. So I get that that changed some things, but when we went to the Staples Center, it was the shirts were fucking thirty or twenty-five or thirty bucks. I have a feeling the title belts. Okay, so the title belts that they had there were five hundred fucking dollars. Versus what? Versus before. 250 250 yeah you know and then if it was a title that was not really well known or a lower end title it'd be one it was 199 okay but anyway sorry what you were gonna say no feeling that what no well shit what mean what if it's what if they're accommodating the price to the event staff hosting Mm, i mean that so it's like 15 additional dollars so that they don't have to if they're gonna be take if the event takes fifteen percent of the fucking the shit being sold, yeah, they're like, all right, we're building it into the price. Yeah, we're gonna build in the price, or 
maybe it's just simply inflation that they well i mean it does make sense that that's probably what it is because okay that shirt those same shirts well obviously the one you can't get the like the la 316 i don't think you can buy that on the wwe fucking website i'm gonna look and see probably not but just like the coming home to los angeles i bet you can't buy that on there it's only available yeah when they're out here right because that's how they get you to buy the shit yes so but like the yeet t-shirt yeah the yeet t-shirt fucking awesome it's uh, our buddy's girlfriend's brother, Oscar. He's a, he's a great fucking dude, by the way. I'm going to tell you, I, I do want to talk about his his drip, as we call it, because I'm fucking, I am jealous of the fucking drippy. Yes. The drippiness that he fucking had, man. I was so just green with envy. Um, But anyways, yeah, he bought a Yeet shirt, right? You got a and Yeet shirt. You got yeah. a Yeet shirt. And I'm like, okay, that shirt is $29.99 on the website. That same exact yeah, shirt. Yeah, but with the shipping and everything. But okay, again, if you're gonna buy two or three or four shirts, I mean, they bought two shirts with shipping. Shit, that's fifty. That's already what sixty bucks. You're already gonna get free shipping. Hmm, okay. So it's like okay, so you're paying sixty bucks. You get now they just paid eighty for the convenience of buying it at the thing, at the at the at the venue, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which sucks because I mean, she they, he did buy a he did buy a fucking LA three sixteen shirt. So, okay, yeah. So you know, so okay, you couldn't get that one. I get it. You can't get that one yeah, anywhere. Yeah. So fuck it. You might as well. But. I just, I don't know. The, the the prices are just fucking getting outrageous. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <clears throat> dude, the most the most it should cost is probably like 20 bucks. Yeah, I agree. 20 bucks. 15 or 20 bucks. Yeah, and then that should be it. But anyway, back to the Oscar drippiness uh, situation, man. <laughs> dude, the coolest fucking shit. This, he had this NWO hoodie, right? Yeah. It was, it was the World Heavyweight Championship, the big gold in the front on the chest. Yeah. Spray painted with the NWO on yes. it. Yes. And then he had he had New World Order in script on down one of the arms. Yep. And then on the back, it's fucking Hogan, Hall, and Nash in their peak NWO forms. Mm. Fucking doing their NWO pose or whatever. And man, it was just, it was so fucking cool, man. I was like, dude, I want that. I want that fucking jacket, bro. And it was a hoodie. It was a hoodie. Yeah, whatever. Sorry. The hoodie. And the best part was I didn't even notice the pants until we got to the arena. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Uh, he had these like sweatpants on and mm. they had, they looked a, like a very premium sweatpant too, by the way. Not just like some Hanes fucking beefy <laughs> tea sweatpants or whatever, but it had these fucking patches embroidered on it. And yeah. they were stone cold fucking Steve Austin patches. There was three of them on the one leg. Yes, and sir. then on the other fucking leg, it had what? Austin 316. Going I don't know. It was all stone. It was all stone cold pants. It was fucking yeah. cool as shit. And I'm like, God damn, bro. I need to get me some of those fucking pants. <laughs> and it was funny because when I called him earlier to tell him we were on the way, I said, hey, uh, ask uh, ask Oscar what I should wear. Should I wear my NWO shirt or should I wear my John Cena, the champ is here shirt? Because I was going to bring the U.S. title. So then I was just going to wear it. Oh, like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he said, oh, NWO. And I'm like, oh, huh, that's an interesting choice. I wonder why he chose NWO. And obviously it was because he knew hoodie, he was yeah. wearing the hoodie. So I'm like, oh, man, fucking a good, good work. But good shit. Good shit. <clears throat> Anyways, so now that we've uh, sufficiently digressed, fucking let's go back to the. So this was the intermission, right? No, no, that, not yet. We're not there yet. Intermission did not happen yet. Oh, okay. The next match, we had two more matches before intermission, oh, which shit. was weird the way that they broke this up because it was like seven tenths of the it was seven of the ten matches were pre intermission. True. And then intermission happened and then we got three more matches and that's it. So it was kind of I was a little shocked because I was like, hey, isn't the intermission supposed to be halfway? Yeah. And so I, I don't know. But 
Anyway, so the next match we had was Street Profits versus the Lucha or the Latino World Order. This was a bullshit match. It really was. It was nobody gave a damn. Oh, no one in the audience. Gave I mean, a actually, shit. I'll tell you. I'll say what. I'll I'll say something 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 nice. The whoever's in the Latino World Order. I mean, there was quite a bit of uh, Lucha Libre style wrestling. Oh, yeah. A lot of rolls cool. and like, like high flying like action. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And, and the Street Profits, I mean, they're entertaining and such. But man, these guys were not. Nobody was engaged with these either of these fucking guys. No. Uh, as a no, tag team, nobody was buying into it. And I'm just like, shit, man. Well, you have to. You have to imagine that. In order for people to care about the fucking tag team titles, I mean, for Finn Balor and Damian Priest to hold the undisputed yeah. tag team titles, it has to mean something. And it's like, what do they have in terms of tag teams that people are going to give a shit? Uh, and it's it's neither of these teams. If they were even to yeah. make any kind of progression to being in the main event picture it it is not i don't even of think these two. i don't even think you could consider them a jobber fucking tag teams man i mean if they're even below that level uh, yeah and it's it's just sad it's and that's the thing that sucks is the state of the wwe tag team division right now is is pretty fucking boring which is why the t- the straps are on the judgment day because that's the hottest thing they got right now these guys aren't even tag team fucking wrestlers and yeah, they're in a tag team just because, again, the, the division sucks and they need fucking some boost. They need somebody to make it relevant. Right. So, yeah, I the, nobody, absolutely no one gave a shit about the match. Um, I, there, there was one point, though, where people did give a shit. It was right at the end. When <laughs> yeah. the Street Profits win and they accidentally played the, the Latino World Order fucking music <laughs> for like five seconds. And then they went, oh, shit. And then they switched it to the fucking the Street Profits. And so then they grabbed the microphone and they were like, can't even play our goddamn me. What the hell? Like they were, they were pissed and it was funny. And then they were just talking shit and then they left like abruptly. Yeah. And this, the only notable thing is that street profits won, And that was the, f- o- the one and only, the one and only heel fucking yeah, win victory of, of the, the night. night. Yeah. And it did not, it meant fuck. All. It meant nothing. Yeah. It was basically a throwaway match. Yeah. So and I get it. Not every match on a card is, is, I mean, it should, you should shoot for every match on the card to be meaningful and impactful and to have a place on there. But this one was just a throwaway fucking match. This was just a fill time, I feel like, or get these guys their payday or whatever, their minimum. That they <laughs> yeah, hit. Do, like, do, they got to do their hours. Yeah, I, I feel like that was what it was. So <clears throat> after, no, not yet, which, again, was also weird that this next match, which was the one right before the intermission, Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. For... The World Heavyweight Championship. So this was a fucking war. And okay, and again, talk about. I've said this before, how I don't think that you should be fucking putting your World Heavyweight Champion in the middle or anything. He should be at the end of the fucking card every single time, unless you have like the way they did it tonight. Maybe that match could have fucking went. Should have been at the end for sure, because it was a quote unquote such a grudge match because of the issues they've been having. Um. But I do think that they took away, they take away from the fucking meaningful impact of the of the title when you don't put it on last. Every hold, time you hold, do hold it. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I think the reason they did it. So this thing started at 730, right? Yeah. So we're probably an hour and a half well into the program. Just stuff, about, right? yeah. 
So imagine it's nine o'clock, nine thirty, and this is L.A. where people go home early, so they didn't want to take the chance for somebody not to miss what they wanted to see. Uh, so they put on the world heavyweight title just before the intermission in case people ended up going home because it's nine thirty. They want to be traffic, mm-hmm. so then everything else was just you know for everybody else that wanted <coughs> to stay and enjoy the rest of the matches and shit. So they put it. You put it just before the intermission so that people... Maybe. Maybe when you put it that way, sure. But they consistently don't put that that title on to close the show on television, on pay-per-views. It's it's always in the middle of the fucking card for some reason. And again, I think that's... And even if it doesn't go on last because you have Roman Reigns maybe doing a title defense as well, and that's obviously your biggest fuck quote-unquote title at this point because he's had it for fucking three years. Yes. So I get it. Maybe he's going to go on last when that's happening, but it's disrespectful. It to is. The title. It's disrespectful to the title and it makes it seem like it's not fucking it's not relevant or it's not worthy. It's not yeah. important. The yeah. match, the match itself uh pretty entertaining. I yeah. mean, yeah, it was, was not bad. Cool, there were a lot of cool spots. Yeah. I mean, Drew McIntyre <laughs> did a whole spiel about Oh yeah, he lost his shit cuz he <laughs> uh he, he says he put his body on the line during COVID. And he continued to perform, and he feels like the people betrayed him. Uh, and then the match starts, and, uh, you know, we get get some spots. You know, we got some attempts at uh, Seth Rollins trying to get a couple curb stops in. Yeah, yeah. Did he get a pedigree in? Yeah, he, he opened. That was his opening maneuver, maneuver that he hit was the pedigree. Oh, right, he did. And then I and then remember I was like, oh, that's it. It's over. The, the, this is going to be a, a six-second match. Drew McIntyre's, match. Yeah, Drew McIntyre's going to go home and fucking uh, cry himself to sleep. Yeah. And but no, he kicked out and then the match continued. But yeah, the match continued. And then at some point, Drew McIntyre just decides to get on the mic and oh, yeah. say, uh, start talking shit for some reason. Yeah, that was I, I did not expect that. Neither but uh, I'm like, but why it, though? Why, why? I agree. Why? It didn't really make any sense, but it did entertain me. Yeah, it was because it, it he was being a straight up idiot on yeah, this microphone. It was sports entertaining. It was. It was highly sports entertaining. And I'll say, I mean, you fucking brought it up is this dude's a big motherfucker, oh, dude, man. He it, looks like a gargantuan scottish man yeah dude like you, you can't really tell on television or i mean you can tell us on television how big they are right but even even for as far back as yeah we were, this dude was fucking he is huge man yeah he's got to be like six i think six, he's like six six dude i think he's like a giant 200 and yeah oh he's 275 pounds of solid fucking muscle yeah and yeah so that was pretty cool um i mean Getting buried in house shows. Yeah, getting buried in house shows. He, he man, took a curve stomp from Seth Rollins off the top rope to oh, end the match. Yeah, man. And uh, which yeah. I will say, I mean, that does sort of protect him because, okay, yeah, taking a curve stomp off the top fucking rope is that's a fucking yeah, your brain should be crushed in, right? <laughs> your so, brain, yeah. You know, I I get it. That is that you're kind of protecting him by having him lose that way. I mean, he has to lose. You can't draw it. True, you can't draw true. a match, or you're not gonna have him win. I thought, man. They did that one time where they did a title change, a world heavyweight championship title change on a house show. Yeah. And I was like, man, what if tonight's the night? What if what we if get to see it again, night, man? Yeah. What if we get to see it live here? That'd be fucking Hell awesome. No. But, no, but, I wasn't but then again, you don't really, I mean, shoot. Okay. Yeah. They're going to have, so they had this world title match, right? Yeah. World heavyweight title match. And what, what percentage of your brain was thinking they're going to do this at a house show where, oh, where Drew Mac, it's absolute zero for me. Yeah. Though. I never, well, Shit, I never didn't even think we would get to see a world a title match yeah. on a house show. But the fact that they did it was fucking cool as hell. 
Yeah. And I appreciated it. And yeah, the match was, I was fucking sports entertained by this sports match. Sports entertained. 100%. Yep. And so then we get into the intermission where they're hawking uh, the fucking, the merch. They're, they literally have the announcer chick come out and she's got all the merch just sitting next to her and she's just going on about it and how, oh, they signed these things. and CM Punk signed these posters. Yeah, and- here's Seth Rollins signed this this bullshit. Go buy it. Go buy, buy, consume, consume. consume. Yeah. And so uh, this, that was the point where we had to take a piss. Well, me and the other guy we went with had to take a piss. Adam stayed there with the... He, he kept my United States belt uh, fucking very, very comfortable and uh, and safe. And sports entertained. And sports entertained while we were gone. And so going to the bathroom, man, I will tell you what, that fucking, that that is a fucked up situation. (laughs) So I, we go and the line is obvious. It's like a fucking mile long. We thought it was, it was a, it was a, we couldn't even find the bathroom, but we just see this line and we thought it was like for, for merch or food or something. When we finally got up to the bathroom, we were like, oh yeah, that line we passed like four rows ago. Oh yeah, that's the fucking bathroom line. Fuck. (laughs) So we go to the end of the go back to the end of the line. We're waiting. And then finally we get up to where the entrance is. And I'm thinking it's just like most stadiums where the entrance is right here. And you just walk in. And now you're in the bathroom, right? Yes. Oh, no. As we turn the corner to go into the thing, uh, there's a staircase going down. And I'm like, where the fuck are we going? <laughs> and it's not just one flight. It's two full flights of fucking stairs that you have to go down. To go to this bathroom, and I, as we were going uh, descending these stairs, I looked at I looked at Ian, who was the guy that we went with, and I said, "Man, I think we're about to get fucking human trafficked right now, or some shit." <laughs> yeah. Like, with, they're gonna there's gonna be dudes with fucking just like chloroform waiting down there, and they're just taking people. Yeah, so that's how they create the <laughs> event staff. Is they if you if you end up taking a piss, that's the that's last we hear of you. You and live you there. Become, you become part of the event staff. Yeah, yeah, that's how they got Brenda, fucking. <laughs> but um, so anyway, so we go in there, take a piss. I mean, that was fine. But then we were like, oh, hey, maybe we should go get some check out the merch shit. And so the lines fucking mile long for the merch, even longer than the bathroom. And so I'm like, yeah, there's no fucking way we're going to we're going to fucking hit this. So we went and got a, 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 a sodi from the, which there was nobody in line for drinks at all. There was there was no one. We walked right up and they just said, oh, hey, can we help you? We're bored. And we're one like, of your finest ales. Good, sir. Yeah. Yes. Good, sir. I would have one of your finest twenty six dollar fucking ales, please. And oh, well, the beers weren't that expensive. They were only like eighteen dollars. Only but, 18. Um, which we basically just <laughs> we basically just fucking <laughs> snuck in our own shit. And <laughs> the greatest thing, because Adam's sitting there asking, he's like, hey man, how did you get how did you get that shit in here? And he's he's like, Oh yeah, man, it's uh it's, it's plastic, plastic flask. Yeah, because security I will the flask, never know. Yeah, I thought the flask was gonna be metal and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, how are you gonna get that shit through? Yeah, and he's like, oh, and I bought a Target too. Fucking got it. Got a plastic flask at Target to help us Hell commit yeah, crimes, brother, and save money. So we only had to pay the eight dollars for the soda, and then that was it. So we were good. Words to the wise: bring your own shit, bring a flask, and get a plastic. Or is one. it word to the wives? No, it's word to the wise. Word to the wise. Uh, yeah, dude. If you can get away with it, you Do bring it. bring your own bring your own alcohol. Yeah, because I mean, fuck, dude, mixed drinks. 26 bucks 26 bucks for a drop of fucking a drop of vodka, vodka yeah and maybe and some, maybe some, some colored syrup <laughs> yeah so that you could have a mixed drink a mixed fucking drink and you don't even get a commemorative cup with that either no you don't it's horse shit it's like a little plastic fucking solo cup <laughs> yeah so yeah so that so then as that's going on and we're you know waiting in the bathroom doing all this shit the show, the, the show continues, right? Because yeah, we missed Be- it. Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark, which is, uh, 
Uh, I think it was mostly being carried by Becky herself because I don't know if people really care all that much for Zoe Stark. Um, I, 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 I don't really have anything to say about the match because I, I kind of tuned out. I yeah, I mean, I came back in probably about, it was three quarters of the way through, I would say, and I did not really, I like Becky Lynch. I do too, yeah. I just don't like that other chick at all. I don't really care. So I was just kind of whatever. And yeah, we saw the end of the match. Obviously, Becky Lynch wins. Yes. And, uh, you know, that was pretty much uh, the end of that match. Right. <clears throat> so then this next is the match. second. This is the second match, right? This is the second to last match. Yeah. So this is the ninth match. The ninth match. We get Kofi Kingston versus I don't even know what the guy's name is. I just wrote down some guy from the Imperium. <laughs> this this is weird, dude. So this was a great show because you got to see fucking everybody that you would want to see oh, yeah. for, for this thing. With the exception, if maybe if you were a Roman Reigns fan, you didn't get that. But nonetheless, <laughs> uh, one critique that I did have is that they front loaded this show. Um, maybe it's not a bad thing because we got we got Ellie Knight with the yeah. steel cage match. Right, yeah. Jimmy Uso. But then they, you put on fucking you put on. Kofi Kingston and this dickhead from the Imperium. Imperium, yeah. Second to last. Like, fuck off, man. Yeah. The, Christ. The how, do you, goddamn, how do you book, how do you know, book it that way? It, it, it didn't make sense. I, again, yes, it was heavily front-loaded, and I felt like this match should have been the opening match, or maybe... I mean, this was a good, like, fast-paced... I mean, they wrestled great, yeah. but it's just two dickheads we don't care about because they're they're kind of not they're they're just mid-card fucking dudes now like you know well this guy's you know he's moving his way up i guess maybe but um or trying to but kofi kingston is just he's you know just like a mid I will say now. that one dude from imperium um he at least can get a reaction yes that's he he was the best heel of one of the best heels of the night cuz he was kind of pompous he has this posture yep. thing where he puts his arm behind his back and he's very Put his nose upper in the air. Crust, yeah, you know. Upper crust, better than thou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was just getting a lot of reactions. Um, crowd, doing crowd work. Yeah, it was and, very, very well executed. So that was notable for, I mean, shit, for Street Profits not getting even that dude. I mean, at least that dude by himself as a solo. Yeah. As a singles competitor got that. So that, that was cool to see. Um, I mean, Kofi himself got a bit of fanfare with uh, the new day chance. Oh yeah. That. Yeah. So he got, he got that. Um, I mean, shit, the match itself. I, I don't know if I could say, I remember a whole lot. I know Kofi Kingston did a lot of drop kicks and such. Oh yeah. Um, who ended up winning that match? I forgot. Kofi Kingston won. Oh yeah. All right. So, so the only, damn, the only people that were heels were the, that one. The street profits. That was it. Yeah. Right, so shit, I, it didn't even occur to me. So this transitions over to the last match, which was uh, this was which was cool because I mean, fuck, man, this is a feud that I was looking forward to since uh, yeah, I think two weeks before. Just just to bring it up real quickly, but so now Shinsuke is feuding with Cody Rhodes, and he's like, oh, you know, in order to get to the world title or whatever, you you have to defeat me, basically, yeah, right? Yeah. And man, one of the greatest things ever is fucking Shinsuke cutting these promos that are recorded videos. And this was during Christmas, I think, or the week of Christmas that Cody Rhodes is the 
the focal point of Shinsuke's promo. So Shinsuke has got this fucking book about Cody Rhodes, and he's basically going to tell him how he's kick kicks. He's going to kick his ass and everything. Yeah, yeah. But the thing I loved about it is that in kayfabe, Shinsuke Nakamura not, not only has a book. A story about yeah. Cody Rose. He wrote he the motherfucker, and then, book it, and then and he had got, it published. He got it in print, dude. Yeah, man, that's straight hateful, dude. It is. It's so hateful. That's probably one of those Shin- hateful things you could do, man. Shinsuke Nakamura, player hater of the year. Oh, dude. I think he might be player hater of the year, twenty twenty three. So this is all building up hype to say that the person that was announced or the, the main event of the event itself was yeah. um was Shinsuke Nakamura versus. Cody Rhodes. And it was in an L.A. street fight match. Which is basically... It was just a street fight, but they just put L.A. in front of it because that's where we were. Yeah. LA. So, man, I was not expecting... As we got further down the night, I knew, okay, this something's... Cody Rhodes has got to be in the fucking main event. Yeah. I, we just couldn't really figure out who it was. And it never even dawned on me Shit. that they would go this route at a house show. Yeah. And I'm glad the fuck they did because it as soon as his music hit, I'm like, holy shit, they're actually going to fight on a house show. We're going to get to see this? Yeah. Fuck yeah. And, man, they put on a fucking, I thought was a very sports entertaining fucking match. I was fucking... Yeah, I mean, for the first initial five to ten minutes, Shinsuke was getting out of the ring he got knocked up a couple times yeah uh and then in his trickery of stepping out of the ring he yeah, pulls yeah. out a fucking kendo stick and starts beating <laughs> beating the shit out of be- cody with it beating cody rose with a fucking stick and then uh i mean we get set up with different maneuvers uh we got some spots we got like the cody cutter and yeah and- yeah uh, what else did we get? You know, the little, the whole dust, the thing, that little thing where he goes on his back and he hits you from underneath. Yeah. And then, you know, he does, you know, he was going to do that little, whoa, and he goes and grabs the crotch and then he fucking hits him or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like he was going to do that, but I think he got interrupted. Yeah. So I, I was expecting the red mist didn't get it. Oh, uh, me too, man. I was wrong about that. Cause you were like, Oh, you think he needs the red mist? And I said, Oh, he has to, it's guaranteed. Yeah. It's gotta be. And then Nope didn't do it. So we did get to miss that, which sucked. But, yeah. Uh, and then Shinsuke, I think went for the, the Kinshasa. Mm-hmm. but didn't land it and then keep fighting to get get their shit under the way and then eventually fans call for the table mm-hmm. and we get the watered down version again of yeah how we want the table destroyed we were expecting someone we, to fuck, go we need through a power it. bomb dude. yeah i wanted a power bomb but yeah we, we didn't get that we got the table set up in the corner um because you know what else? that Going through the table when it's set up in the corner, that crunch is not as satisfying as when it, you get powerbombed or right. dropped through the table. True. It just it just sounds kind of shit. It's just like a... Whereas the other thing is like a... And you're just like, oh, fuck, it broke that table. Indeed. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So that's, uh, that's how that went down. And then Cody fucking hits him with the... Uh, Cody cutter? Yeah, the Cody cutter or whatever the fuck it's called. And then that was the wrap. End of the end. The end of the match, and man, after the match though, mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes gets on the mic. You know, he starts cutting a promo, saying some things. Pretty good, sports entertaining. Yeah, I mean the bulk the bulk of it was, or the brief version was that Cody Rhodes was twenty twenty three was a great year for the WWE. It's going to be better twenty twenty four. I know things didn't go well at WrestleMania this year. I didn't get the title, yeah, but. 
things are gonna shape up, fellas. Things are sure gonna change. Now yeah, we're this year. we're gonna we're gonna win the Royal Rumble, and we're gonna get we're gonna get one of those titles, baby. We're gonna get that title, baby. Yeah. So. And so that that was cool to that was cool to, to hear and you know and, and cheer about. And then after the fact, though, yes, as people are clearing out and such, Cody Rhodes goes to the outside of the ring. Goes around the entire fucking ring side yes, and indeed. signs signs everybody's shit, takes pictures, doing all kinds of shit. For so a good twenty minutes oh, or more. He not only just did the fucking ringside, he did the entire ramp both sides. Yes, and not only just that, but when you have the ramp and it goes back towards the sides of the arena, and there's people there. He did both sides of that as well. So, I mean, he spent, yeah, probably at least another 20 minutes just signing everybody's shit and doing their, uh, whatchamacallit, um, doing their uh, pictures and shit. And we stayed up there because we were like, we said, oh, let's just wait and let shit die down before because the rush to get out, I, I didn't want to get caught up in that. So we just sat there and waited. And ended up staying there the entire fucking time, watching him, watching do him all do this all this shit. shit. And I was like, "Man, Cody Rhodes, what a stand, what a dude. stand up dude! It's real shame he'll never win the world heavyweight. He'll never win a fucking <laughs> world title." Hey, dude, I think I it's mean, a real shame. Yeah, I mean, shit. I think I'd like to believe he'll get his due, uh, but I'm like, man, doing all this extra shit. Yeah, to please all these people, and he's not even gonna get the goddamn title. No, he's we'll not. See. We'll see. It's sad. It's fucking depressing. We'll see in twenty twenty four if that the narrative changes for that. Because goddamn it, dude, if a fellow like that is going the extra mile to satisfy, give give everybody their money's worth to yeah enjoy this event, and then go the extra mile to sign their shit and take photos and do all this business, man. Well, after the fact, the show had ended way I mean, over. Yeah, the the, the ring crew the immediately. Ring crew, well, the two guys immediately came in. Constructing the ring, dude. And that was kind of cool to watch, too, to it see was, that happen. And I'm like, man, this was fucking sweet. Like, this is some good inside baseball right here. Oh, We're yeah. going to see him take the ring down. And how they do it was fucking just interesting to me. Quick as fuck. Quick as shit, yeah. They, they had the ring post down before he had even reached the the ramp yeah, he Yeah, he, had, he had, didn't even finish the whole ringside Walk, section the, the yet. The walkway, yeah. Yeah, and they had already torn down the whole top half of the ring. And they had where well, they were working on like the side skirts and just tearing the rest of it apart. And I'm True. like, shit, they'll be done. It pro- it probably take them an hour total yes. for the whole thing to get it done and taken down. It's set up. I don't know, probably about the same. But that's just fucking impressive. I think. So at the end of it, <clears throat> this house show, I was extremely fucking sports entertained. Sports entertained at a ten. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I for sure feel like I got my money's worth. Yeah, ten matches. Pretty much all the stars of the show. Yeah. LA Knight to start off with Cody Rhodes to close. And I have to say, man, okay, so if there was a measure in volume or a measurement in crowd reactions, Cody Rhodes and CM Punk had equal parts. Oh yeah. Equal amounts of uh of crowd audience reaction. reaction. Yeah. And that and that's the thing. That was what I was saying about like the it was the the three times the audience stood was for CM Punk. They Seth stood for Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins. They did a little bit. It wasn't. It wasn't as much of a of an impact. They were with Cody Rhodes and CM Punk. It was everybody in the arena. Yes, but with fucking Seth Rollins, it was like maybe eighty to ninety percent yeah. of the arena. And then and it then was Jey Uso had 
pretty much everybody doing that fucking dance and shit. So or that whatever he was doing that wave thing. Yeah, and then but, I think so. It probably went CM Punk. Yeah, CM Punk, Cody, Cody Rhodes on the same second, level. Yeah, Seth Rollins, about, yeah. and then LA Knight. Well, actually, where did LA Knight? Where do you think he ended up? <coughs> Above Jey Uso or yeah, on the level no, of Jey or just under Seth Rollins? Probably just under Seth Rollins. And above, above Jey Uso, so yeah. yeah. So, which again, very interesting. And and there were okay. So then you've now got the yeah, like that's now something people are saying even when he's not around. Yeah, that's incorporated to okay. So when they start going with the hands, yeah, when they start going when there's exchanges between the two wrestlers in the middle of the ring, they're going at the hands. People, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. I mean, shit, yeah. dude. He is now incorporated into it's, the lingo. Of, yeah, it's the it's like on it's par universal. with a who when they fucking or a woo when they fucking do the chops. Yeah, and it's incorporate with a with a what like you know with the what it's kind of like that now. Yeah, and so that's cool to see. There was one part I forgot. I don't remember which match it happened for. I'm assuming it was the last match with the tables. I think. That somebody said a botchamania reference. Oh yeah, I am the table. Yeah, I was, was like, yeah, good. it's cool. Somebody said it. That was that was pretty awesome. Um, so. yeah. Again, this thing was a great deal of fun. There was uh, every WWE superstar that you would want that you could have expected the to realistically see at a match, house show. Every match you would want to see. I mean, dude, they had uh, a last man standing match. Yeah, uh, a street fight, um, a steel cage match. Uh, yeah, yeah, they had everything, dude, and it was like. I tell you, Raws and Smackdowns don't have that many good matches on them. I feel no. like for sure, and this was, you know, this was a house show. All and again, I can't stress enough how beautiful it is that they weren't wasting time. That as soon as the next, as soon as these motherfuckers cleared the ring, they had next group. Right away. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. it was it was real quick. It was real snappy. And I mean again, I think they have that shit down to a science. It's down to a fucking just a just a program now. True. Uh so now I guess we can kind of wrap this up and uh talk about our future plans. I think we've already said it before, but the next thing we are trying to do, which is probably well. I think we have the Royal Rumble coming in the next coming weeks. Couple weeks, yeah. And maybe, weeks. maybe since we've made two episodes already, that we'll probably hold off on doing like a wrestling podcast for a minute until the re- until because these like two maybe are just gonna, before. Yeah, maybe well, these, just before. Yeah, yeah, these two are going to come out in the same week. These are going to come out next week at the same time. This the last one that we just did. Right. And this one, so because we did two in a week, yeah. which hey, there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, we are probably gonna not do it since you're getting two in the same week. You're probably not going to get another one until maybe the week before the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and then and then obviously we'll do, the Royal Rumble will be its own kind of thing, I guess. True. So. Um, and uh, shit, maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do a revised version of our top people we think are going to end up in the top five of the Royal Rumble itself. Oh yeah, yeah. As we're getting, like, we should do that the like the day before or whatever, like just or <sighs> the night before. Or and, the week before, or whatever. And then, um, I mean, shit. If we can get it going, if you guys are interested, which I mean, it's all it's all really up to you. But I mean, shit. We're gonna do this thing on Discord. If you want to join, and maybe we'll do it the day of. If you want to join the Discord and you know live react to 
Because pay per view itself, right? Because we're going to be live commentating on the pay per view, basically, right? And uh, you know, seeing how that goes, and yeah, if we can get some people involved that want to, you know, like talk say shit, yeah, or t- yeah, we can talk afterwards about how it went, about what happened at the event. I mean, there's plenty of fucking shit we could do. This this is going to be a multi fucking a multi hour fucking event, yeah, which will be fun. So for the pay-per-view itself with the Royal Rumble, man, I mean, there's so many heads in this in the roster now with CM Punk back and Randy oh, Orton yeah, back. Man. Now it feels like even the people who are going to be in the top 10, I can't even, I, I don't know. I can't tell you who's going to win. Yeah. I don't, I have no idea where they're going to go because there's, there's so many fucking options. Yeah. And they're talking about next week, there's supposed to be this new person, this new former champion that's coming back. Right. Allegedly. It's Allegedly, a rumor. So yeah. we don't know. We don't I mean, know who it is. It's presumably to set up their appearance at the, the Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, shit. Again, we can do a revised version of who we think are going to be, I guess. Dude, I swear to God, I feel like Rob Van Dam is due for a return. Man, me too. I would think that would be cool as shit. That's, that's, he's number one on my surprise entrant fucking list of who I would want to see. Cause he's like just the right person. Cause he's kind of like a high flying acrobat yeah. type of guy. And, you know, he doesn't need to rely on the gimmick of some item or, yeah, whatever well, the case may be. Yeah, um, he's just a really strong in-ring performer by himself. So, and for him just to give give it all in one match, especially the Royal Rumble. I mean, there you go. That's my number one. Yeah, number one for return guest appearances in the Royal Rumble. So, yeah, uh, you got anything awesome. else, Dad? Um, no, I don't. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we got to hit another three more minutes, so let's <laughs> just uh, let's just keep talking about whatever. Um, so yeah, so the, oh, the future. Oh, what? Oh yeah. So. Well, we didn't even hit the fucking promo. We, we fucking totally forgot to do that. But with oh. Paul him. But you know what? We can save that for another episode because this carried. I didn't know this was gonna carry an hour and fucking fifteen minutes. Yeah. So, so. uh, what we're planning to do? So there was a promo that uh, Paul Heyman ended up cutting before uh, Survivor Series, I believe uh with the alliance and of course it was uh to degrade vince mcmahon as the culprit of not only destroying paul Heyman's ecw but also everything else as eric bischoff ended up being bought out by uh vince mcmahon yeah and he's just very disgruntled and gives like a pipe <clears throat> bomb level moment about yeah. just talking Digging up old dirt and all these things he had on his mind. And I thought it was worthy of bringing up to say, uh, I don't know. It's just a good promo. And like, I, I think, I think we could just dissect it. And, oh yeah. And, and we should uh, do that. We're going to do that on another episode for sure. Uh, but anyways, before we go, I do want to say, there's one thing that I did want to say about our experience here. And just like we did with the uh, movies podcast with the fucking theater etiquette, okay? Professional wrestling show fucking etiquette, okay? Now, during the show, it's acceptable to yell and scream and be loud and obnoxious and be an asshole, right? Uh, that's totally fine. But there was this fucking lady in front of us, in the row in front of us, that would not fucking get off her phone. And oh, man. this chick was so fucking oblivious to everything. And listen, I'm Snoopy, so I fucking was, was looking at what she was doing. <laughs> yeah. And... Okay, her phone on full fucking brightness. Full fucking goddamn brightness. near the whole fucking show. Yeah. And granted, they showed up late too, and they bailed out of there the second fucking the match was the last match was over. True. But 
she's literally on her phone the entire fucking time on full brightness. And I keep seeing her shit. What she her her photo reel is just all selfies of her of herself. And I'm just like, she Jesus herself. fucking Christ. That is that is terrible. Give your fucking balls a tug. Give your balls a and tug. quit fucking being hey, a for, self-centered for, for prick. For two and a half hours, you couldn't stop. You couldn't just put the fucking phone down. Yeah. And and then the worst part was to be so oblivious to that, but then also to be oblivious of the fact that you have the you can't turn the flash off on your fucking camera. So whenever you're taking your bullshit pictures, it's lighting up the entire thing. We're in the dark. That's like how it is, right? True. And it's it's distracting. It's like being in the movie theater yes. when when you have your cell phone on. We're yeah. we're in the back in the dark, and we're watching the match. All the lights are turned down in the house, yeah. So that the all the lights on the ring can focus on the action, right? That's that's what what's going on. And so it's just like shut the fuck up and just don't just put your fucking phone down. You can pull it out to take pictures, or if you got to type something real quick, but that's fine. If you got to send a text. Put that shit on the lowest brightness setting there is. That's or, what I did. Or don't come, dude. Or don't even. I, she was not interested she at was all. Not interested. I'm sure she thought it was stupid and yeah. all that stuff. But I mean, obviously, when you have a significant other, you don't want them to feel left out or whatever right. the fuck reason. But if you're not going to be engaged, dude, then fuck. Just don't come. Don't if come. you're not going to fake it, then yeah. just don't fucking bother. Don't bother. Because you're going to ruin the time yeah. for the rest of us. Right? You feel like a parent, dude. Like yeah. give give somewhat of a fuck. Like mm-hmm. you, you, your kid wants to enjoy it. Like, yeah, just pretend you're interested. Yeah. Pretend you're interested. You know, fuck, it's not that hard. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So that's, uh, it looks like it's going to be the end for wraps it up. We made it to the fucking thing. So, you know, don't be an asshole. Um, you know, go fucking, uh, do all the shit and stay tuned for the, uh, upcoming episodes, especially the one where we're going to do the Royal Rumble review at the Royal or Royal Rumble live cast. Well, more info will follow. And, uh, you know, We'll see you on the next one. I am the table. That was another wonderful, amazing, powerful episode of the game rage wrestling podcast and take it from me ladies and gentlemen the natural lad jet swag if there's one podcast one show you should be listening to that you should be absolutely grateful for it's the game rage wrestling podcast and one of the things you can do to show your appreciation for all the hard work and dedication that these boys put out day in day out just for you people it's that you can go and you can subscribe and you can like and follow them on the instagram and the tiktok at game rage magazine you can also follow them and like them and subscribe to them on the old twitter which i don't know what it's called now but who cares it's at game rage mag there additionally if you feel the need to really show your appreciation which you should then go to their website at www.gameragemagazine.com and show us some love. Show them some love. And show some love for the natural lad, Jet Swag.